Good afternoon, everyone. It's the Doug Sarava Show brought to you by Stutz Betting. You are going to love this episode. My good friend and devil fan, Austin Shoning, joins us. So here it is, guys. Enjoy it. Inside us on the phone, we have lifelong devil fan and former, and I say former, season ticket holder, Austin Shoning. Austin, how are you today? Doing well, Doug. How are you? Pretty good. Went to the Devils game last night. We took the L. No energy in the building last night, but it's been like that the last few games. Yeah, it didn't look like there was too many people there either, right? No, it wasn't really a good crowd. Same thing with the Flyer game. Pretty empty. Yeah, especially with the Flyer game with the the New Jerseys. That's probably not a great sign that rivalry game, New Jerseys for the first time. Not a you know not a great sign that no one wants to go there. It looks like they've been hovering around the high 70s to low 80s in attendance, which is not not ideal. It hasn't been good. And for a team that looked good on paper, they brought in Dougie Hamilton, Thomas Tatar. Tatar really hasn't lived up to what a lot of people thought he would. So what are your thoughts on Thomas Tatar? <clears throat> I think that the first 10 to 15 games were definitely a struggle. I think that he did pick it up for a while. I, he had about five goals in maybe a in like a ten game span. It, it definitely has slowed down now. Um, you know, it, it's definitely not exactly what we were looking for. I know that a lot of people were a little worried about that. That he does have a tendency to go invisible for a while, which I think we've seen now twice with the the first ten games and now probably the last ten games. The middle the middle games he was noticeable when he played pretty well. Um, but now he's just not really fitting in right now. I think the whole team, you know, the slotting of the lines right now, I don't think anyone's really hot besides Brad. That's, that's about it. I don't think anyone else has really been overly impressive recently. Yeah. From what I've seen at going to these games, they really seem to play sloppy hockey. I mean, last night, 38 seconds left. You want to tie the game up, go into overtime, maybe win it in overtime. And they spent the last 20 seconds or so passing the puck. So does this team have, like, no clue on what to do? Or is it the system in place? Or there's just no confidence in scoring goals? From what I've seen, I think there's two main things. I think there's there's definitely a lack of confidence with scoring goals. I think that anybody that's been on this team for five years or less, you know, I, I don't think there's any confidence in scoring goals. None of these guys have really... There's been one good season where they were a you know a, a pretty decent offensive team and had a really good power play the year that they went to the playoffs in 2018. But every other year, scoring they're always bottom ten in scoring. The power play usually isn't fantastic. Um, on top of that, I, I think this is just a team full of playmakers right now. No one wants to shoot the puck. And you know when you bring in someone like Dougie Hamilton, um, that is known for his point scoring, especially on the power play, you know it, it it's it's a waste almost with, with what they've done in the power play. That That is his main calling card, and, you know, I think he's got to take some of the blame for it. Um, but, you know, he's had proven success in the power play everywhere he's went, and, you know, hopefully that'll turn around here. Um, but back to your original question, I, I think it's – I think we have a team full of playmakers, and I think that the guys that do shoot are, are not – they're not pure snipers, which is what I think this team is missing, which is why you hope that someone like an Alex Holtz can – you know, eventually at some point, you know, look like a, a NHL player this year. I, I still have confidence that he will be a, a pure goal scorer down the line. But, you know, in the first couple games he played here, it wasn't – it looked like he wasn't ready just yet, which is fine. That's that's totally fine. Um, but, you know, the, right now, Jesper Brad is probably your best shooter, which, you know, uh, Brad has had a fantastic season, but that's not – a recipe for success when Jesper Brad is probably the best shooter on your team. Yeah, we have five. I'm looking at the stats right now, and we have five guys with nine assists or more. And we don't have anyone in the 10 mark for goals. You have two guys with nine, and that's Janssen and Zaka. So that yeah, really and, says something. Yeah, Johnson is not really known. He's more of a finesse player. I mean, he's not really known for, for sniping. I mean – Yesterday, Jack had a nice feed to him right in the middle. They had a couple. There was there was a lot of missed opportunities in this game. I don't I don't think they played overly well. I'm not saying that they deserve to have a better result yesterday, 
Um, but, you know, they definitely – they had so many missed opportunities in front of that. Sharon Govich had one. I think Sharon Govich actually had two. He had one that was off his skate that was a little bit tough. He passed from Jack. And the other one he was right in front, got stopped. Johnson got stopped. That's their problem. And I think it's a big issue with, with you know, the Hughes situation is that why you don't see him putting up numbers that we probably expect him to put up eventually is that he just – one, I think he – just on him, he, I think he personally needs to work on his shot. I think for him to be, you know, he signed that long-term deal, $8 million for eight years. I think for him to live up to that contract, he's definitely going to have to step up his scoring ability, you know, with his shot. Um, but in the meantime, you know, there's no one really for him to get the puck to that's going to, you know, just beat a goalie one-on-one. It just seems like no one is capable of doing it right now. Um Yes, I mean, again, Sharon Govich and Johnson both had chances right in front of the net that they weren't able to capitalize on, and this is a game that they lost by one goal. Yeah. So. Power play, atrocious in my opinion. It's it's really it's really bad. Um, this, again, I think it's a lack of shooters. Uh, they just seem to want to pass the puck constantly over and over and over again. Um, they, I, at this point, they should just be shooting the puck whenever they have an open lane. Yeah. As as they, when when Hamilton has a, a shot at the top, just start putting it on net, hoping you know Tatar's first goal went off his knee. Um, you need to start getting these bounces because you know they're not pretty goals. The Devils are not going to score pretty power play goals right now. It's just not going to happen. I don't think they have the talent one to score those consistently, and two, you know it, it's not working. Whatever they they're trying, I know last year the excuse was, oh, well they didn't have a lot of practice time. That's why the power play you know, was, was pretty terrible last year too. This year, um, what's the excuse this year? Well, you know what it is. You brought in one of the best power, probably one of the best power play quarterbacks in the league in Dougie Hamilton, and it hasn't necessarily worked out. And, you know, you can put some blame on him for sure, but it, it's also the other player. You know, there's, there's four other guys on the ice in the power play, and they're not getting it done right now. Yeah, and it seems like – our PK hasn't really been good at that either from what I've seen. The PK was, was well, it was very, very bad last year. This year, it started off pretty terrible. It, it has been okay recently. The thing that's frustrating about the Devils' uh, penalty kill is when you watch other teams' power play and you see them just move the puck and guys take shots and beat our goalies, it's just like, well, why can't we do that? The, the goal scored by Nashville yesterday was just a one-timer. A guy just stepped right into a shot, and a screen beats Blackwood. You never see the Devils do anything like that. They That's always a pass coming off that. They don't have anyone that wants to shoot the puck. And it's frustrating to see these other teams, you know, and not even on the, the penalty kill, if you want to just get into the defensive structure. Uh, from behind the net, and there was five devils below the dots. Five of them were below the dots. No one was up top, and he was able to just get a one-on-one shot on Blackwood. And you know, they, they, definitely the Devils just overall, overall right now, offense, defense, penalty kill, power play. You probably you need better. Like I understand, we don't have Ovechkin lining up the lining up at the point, waiting to take a slap shot. But why can't they just like? Take the shot, you know, if there's a rebound, you know, get the dirty goal. Well, they don't seem to want that. And I think a big problem with the Devils not getting dirty goals is that they're just not a they're not a team with size. I mean, getting dirty goals, you need someone big in front of the net to be able to whack something home. I mean, you want Jack Hughes to do that? That's not going to happen consistently. Um, I think it's overall the structure of the team is something that probably needs to be evaluated. I think they're too small. Um, there's a lot of skill but it doesn't translate on the ice. I mean, everyone was making fun of what the Rangers did this offseason, uh, acquiring a lot of grit and size and, you know, trading some guys with skill like Buchnevich, but bringing in guys like Goudreau, Reeves, and, you know, they're off to a fantastic start. So maybe you still need a little bit of that. Um, you're not getting enough from the fourth line with, with McLeod uh, so far this year. Yeah, he's we haven't. He'll, he'll bang bodies, and then bringing Bastion back is good. I think something that a lot of people – didn't talk about enough is how much this team misses a guy like Miles Wood, a guy that, you know, you're probably, it's, it's yeah, that's seems true. Like, seems likely at this point, I wouldn't expect him back with the injury that he had. We don't have a lot of info on it. Um, 
you know, I wouldn't expect him to be back. And if he is at some point, it's going to be later on the season. And I wouldn't expect him to be a hundred percent. Someone that scored a lot of goals for the devils last year, brings a lot of energy, willing to drop the gloves, willing to bang bodies. And then also was a pretty good net front presence in the power play. Um, it's something that the devils are missing. It, you know, it, it's, it's tough to put your finger on it. What exactly it is that isn't working with this team that is causing them to be, you know, maybe, what would you say, maybe slightly better than last year, which I don't think any of us thought would be good enough going into the year, would be slightly better. I know in, in the previous show, I predicted that they would miss the playoffs and, you know, I, I think they would just miss. Um, it doesn't even look like that's going to be a thing right now. Um, it is really enough in the season right now that if they put together a couple wins, they'll be, they'll be, you know, right back into it. They are in it right now. Uh, putting together a couple wins could actually get them into a, an eighth seed. Um, but, you know, you don't see that right now. You really don't see that. Yeah, I'm pulling the standings up now. Um... Yeah, if you look at it, they're not, they're not completely out of it. They have some games at hand. Like a team like Detroit has so many more games played than everyone else. I don't think that, you know, they've, they've, that's what you actually want to see the Devils do this year. Just have their young guys, you know, really step up, which they've had. Oh, that's disgusting. The Rangers are second in the league. The Rangers have been really good this year. And I, and I, and I said that in the show, I said, watch out for them. I I said they were a, a, a sleeper Stanley cup pick. Yeah, you did. That was your, one of your top three. They, uh, yeah, they, they've been good. It, you know, it, they, they will eventually run into cap situation um, starting next year. Um, they will have to make some just tough decisions. But for this year, at least, you know, when you have top 10 players at each position, I know Zibanejad hasn't been fantastic this year with scoring goals. Um, I still think he's, he's a top 10 center. Uh, Panarin, obviously, is a top three winger. Shesterkin was lights out, and then Adam Fox is just won the Norris Trophy, and he's having another great year. When you have players at each position like that, you know you're going to run into some wins, which the Devils right now don't have. You expect someone like Jack Hughes to be like that. You expect maybe a Dougie Hamilton to be like that, but you know that's that's not that hasn't translated just yet. But yeah, the Devils right now are 11th in the conference. They have a couple games at hand on a team like Detroit. They're only four points behind Detroit. Yeah, we are 10, 10, and 5, and we're four points out. Which I think based if you would have told if you would have told me 10, 10, and 5 before the season started, I don't think I would have been super upset about it. After the way that they started, I, I think everyone is a little bit more sour on the team. Um Yeah, because we were like seven, four, and two at one point. Yeah, we were seven, four, and two. I mean, my goal for this year was for the Devils to be a 500 team, including the overtime losses. Um, that would that would be nice. I, I would if they if they hang around and they get to like the mid to high 80s. I don't think it's a complete waste of a season. You know, you're probably going to need you typically need upper 90s to get into the playoffs. If they can hover around higher 80s and you know, kind of flame out at the end, I don't think it, it would. You know, I think everyone would be okay with that. I think expectations that this team, you know, that they were going to make the playoffs, I think that was boosted by the fact that they started well, which is exactly what happened last year. You can't. Three weeks. They are still in the thick of it. But this was this was a tough week. The Devils were supposed to, you know, you have a team in Ottawa that I know they kind of put a couple wins together. You had Ottawa. You had Philly, and then you had a national team that's actually surprising a lot of people. Um, but going one, one, and one against those, against um, Ottawa, Philly, and Nashville, only getting three of six points, not ideal. You probably would have liked to see four there. And an Islander team that really has played poorly all year, um, you're playing them at home in their new arena where they have not won yet. I don't expect the Devils to win. You know? Yeah, I don't Devils, see that. There's the no Devils, way. The Devils, you know. They, they like to make make his bad kind of history like that, so I'm sure that's exactly what will happen. Um, again, tough, really tough. That this this was supposed to be a week that they kind of piled some points together, but you know the schedule is going to get harder. Get, getting a four game stretch with with Ottawa, Philly, the Islanders, who are bottom four, five in the Eastern Conference, you got to you got to pile up some points. 
Hey, we got Vegas were... uh, next home game, so that's going to go. home game, and that's they're, that's never fun. A team like that, so no, they, you know, they, 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 it's not going to get much much easier. You're not going to have a you know, you're not going to have too many four game stretches like that where you're playing teams that are not only out of it but they're really struggling. Ottawa has not been good at all this year. The Islanders have been brutal this year, and Philly is a complete mess. Now, that win against Philly, I mean, it, it, it doesn't mean anything now. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, it was a 3 nothing win. One was an empty netter. They didn't play particularly well in that game. No, I was it was a, I was falling asleep. It was, it was a sloppy game. It was a very sloppy game. They were just a, a product of, of playing a Philly team that has been disaster this year. So, you know, are you really going to take much stock in that? A team that hasn't won in, in 11 games? No, you can't take much stock in it. They didn't play particularly well. The goalie played well. The defense was was okay, but you know, still, it, it, they're not scoring. They're not scoring. Yeah, and that's always been a problem for us for some reason. It's always been a problem, but you know, it was fixed by the fact that you always had a good goaltending and a very stout defensive structure, which the Devils have not had. And now with the news that Bernier looks to have a significant injury, that's killer. That is killer. The Devils' backup goaltender has been cursed for years. Corey never had a legitimate backup besides when Keith Kincaid played out of his mind for two months. And Blackwood hasn't had a legitimate backup since he's been the starter because Corey was an AHL goalie, borderline AHL, AHL goalie by the time he was backing up for Blackwood. Yeah, you almost had Crawford. Last year, Wedgwood is not an NHL goalie. No. I mean, you could say Corey had a good backup and Marty in 13-14. Well, I actually think Marty, Marty, I think actually played two more games than Corey that year. So I think that was that was more one A, one B. But Marty, Marty was was not, not to get not to go back too much. But Marty was not not uh not great back then. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was way past his prime. Way past his prime at that point. Um, but no, that was that was more like a one A, one B. And, and like I said, I think Marty actually wound up playing two more games than Corey that year, something like that even though Corey was fantastic. So, um, yeah, the Devils just cannot crack the backup goaltender thing. Now, they bring up Akira Schmidt, who's been really, really good in the AHL. He's been fantastic in the AHL. I guess we'll see if that translates. I don't think they put out anything about the game tonight. Um, it would be nice if Blackwood doesn't have to play every single game because um, he's been he's, – uh, Blackwood's been okay. I, I think Blackwood's been average. Yeah, he's been all right. He's been all right. I think it's still – I think it's a the, – the thing with Blackwood that I think – what when you'll be able to see that he's an elite goaltender in this league, it's not necessarily what you'll see on the stats because I do think that he does – he does play well most nights. Something about Marty was, you know, no matter how many goals Marty gave up, he made the clutch save, which I think is sometimes lacking from, from Blackwood. For example – the, uh, the game against Tampa Bay where they were up one nothing, and they come in with six seconds left and score a goal, probably one he wanted back anyway. That, that you know, They need to get timely goaltending, situational goaltending, which I think is something they've lacked for a long time. Um, you need your goaltender to make a save sometimes when in the right spot. Six seconds left in the period, you, need to, you can't let a goal in. Yeah, well, we could or, go back to um, game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. I think there was a play where uh, I don't know the exact play, but Marty made a two stack a, a two pad a two stack yeah. pad save. Yeah, I think that was against Brad Richards. I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and Marty had given up two goals. You know, he had he, they gave up the lead, and that was that was a situational play. They needed that save, and that was a tough that was a very tough save. And I think that's just something that we haven't necessarily seen out of Blackwood because he does give up he does give up a soft goal here and there, and he does give up a goal that sometimes are just a killer for this team. Um, that that's something that's when you'll be able to that 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 is what the elite goaltenders in this league do is they they stop the puck when you know even if they let up have a game where they let up five or six goals they stop the puck when their team needs them to, and allows them to then you know get the win later on. Um, but I'm not, I don't want to hammer on him too much. I, I don't think goaltender's been a big problem. But the backup goaltender situation, I don't think Bernie's been particularly great, which maybe can explain why the injury, maybe this is why he hasn't been that great. That Winnipeg game was 
absolutely atrocious. Yeah, I think now we have the because I think he's four and four on the year. His GAA is like two point nine something. Yeah, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. No, but I do have the stats in front of me from that season thirteen fourteen. Corey went sixteen fifteen and twelve in forty five games. And Marty went nineteen, fourteen, and six in thirty-nine games. Yeah, that, that's funny that they had a combined eighteen overtime losses. <laughs> yeah, um, and we could have made that made the playoffs that year. Yeah, that was. I think that was when they went over thirteen in the shootout. Yeah, which which they're still unbelievable how bad they continue to be in the shootout still to this day. And if you look at the stats from like 05 when the shootout was started to two thousand twelve, they were by far the best. They were like pretty much the best shootout team because Marty was really good at the shootout. And yeah. they had that for a couple of years with Parise, who was fantastic in the shootout, and then Kovalchuk. And they were great. And now they're they're by far the worst team in terms of winning percentage in the last, you know, almost 10 years now. And those yeah, it's up. like awful. It adds up. I mean, I hate the shootout. I, I, I hate to get on the team too much for the shootout. It's, it's an extracurricular. It's an all-star game. It's phony. It's fake, um, but you know they the points do unfortunately add up. And yeah, exactly, they do. Fourteen team if they win half their shootout games, they're in the playoffs. And the Rangers might have missed the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. So, um, actually, since we're on that topic, how many more wins do you think Marty would have had if we didn't have the shootout and we didn't have ties? If we didn't have the shootout and ties, yeah. Well, do you mean if we had the shootout earlier, or because I think I think if we look at his career stats, he has a bunch of ties, and then you have to remember too that for almost half his career there were ties, and they didn't go to the shootout. So if there was a shootout his entire career, where there is a winner, then yeah, you're probably looking. He's definitely over seven hundred. Yeah, he's got one hundred and fifty-four ties. Yeah, he's got one hundred and fifty-four ties. I mean, like, just give him half. I mean, like, you, that's probably even low because the Devils, when there were ties, when there were ties, the Devils were a great team. So, you know, of 150 ties, like, let's just say he, he wins, like, 80 of them. I mean, you're 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 almost pushing towards 800 wins at that point. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's true because he's he's finished with uh, 691, but I think with the Devils he, it was 688. So he also had some lockout seasons too. Yeah, twelve thirteen. Yeah, twelve thirteen was a lockout. Then also the year after the Stanley Cup in '95 was also uh, under ninety. The year '95 when they won, that was a lockout shortened season. And then in two thousand nine, he had the injury that he was out for three and a half months, and they were really good that year. They had fifty plus wins that year. Yeah, and oh four oh five, they missed out. Yes, and four oh five, he completely missed out. So yeah, no, Mar- Marty Brodeur, if, if if you take away the the if, if you give him tie if, if the tie was not a thing and he didn't have 0405 wiped out, um, you know, you're you're looking at eight hundred wins. The goat. Which, yeah, yeah, you're looking at well, I I don't think anybody's ever gonna touch that number anyway. Um, because you look at a guy like Flurry, I mean I know that he was kind of a for a little bit. He just got to five hundred and he's always had the the shootout, I think maybe except his first year. Yeah, oh um, five oh six, I think. Yeah, oh five. Well, oh five oh six. I, I know. Or he, he came in oh three, maybe. I'm not sure exactly. It started oh five oh six, but I think he played in oh three when he was drafted. Um, so yeah, he would have, you know. So and same thing with Lundqvist. Lundqvist's entire career was was had the the tiebreaker with the the shootout. Um, but goalies nowadays they don't play that much. Yeah, they don't. It's tough to get to that number, um, with the you know the wear and tear on the on the players now. They don't. I mean, Marty was Marty's uh, played seventy eight games one year. In oh five six, played seventy eight games. No one does that no more. No, no one does that. No one does. I don't think anyone can do that. To be honest, no one back then could do that. Besides him. (laughs) Yeah. So let's get to Nico. He's the captain. He has three goals, 13 assists, 16 points in 25 games. Is it more important for him to be a playmaker, or do we have to see him getting 
some goals because right now he has three and from my point of view that's not gonna that doesn't look good for a captain yeah he he looks good he he had a fight last night he steps up for the team makes these great passes but for a team that doesn't score that's a problem it's it's a i think i think even if you view him as a playmaker for his career um he needs more than three goals for the the caliber player that he is i don't i think he's like most of the team they don't shoot the damn puck enough um he needs to do that too and he's got a pretty good shot um so he definitely needs to to let loose a little bit more on some shots um i think i know a lot of people were kind of ragging on him uh i I think he's been pretty good this year actually I, i think you definitely want to see more goals he also has quite a few posts too um the whole team, the team as a whole, has quite a few posts and crossbars. But no, Nico, you definitely need to see more goal scoring out of him. I think if he kind of stays, stays the course and keeps playing the way that he has, but adds a couple more goals here and there, I think he'd be happy with this season. I think he's on pace for like a low to mid fifties point. I know in the the previous episode I said that I would, I kind of I wanted no less than sixty. You know, knowing just the way that the team has went this year, I think getting to the, the mid fifties would actually be pretty good for him. Um, he's he scored twenty goals his first year as a rookie. He he did get to the twenty goal mark, so you know he's capable of it. And he's only gotten better from his first year. I know he's not playing with with Taylor Hall scoring goals left and right, um, but no, I I think Nico's been better than a lot of people think. I think that we definitely need more goals than him, but. Like I said, I think if he continues to play how he has this year, but does find the back of the net a little bit more, I think you'd overall be happy with his season. But no, he definitely needs to go more goals. And the fight was nice yesterday. The fight was good. That's definitely something you want to see your captain do. Unfortunately, they weren't able to. It, it almost sucked that it was with 50 seconds left in the period because it kind of like the, the energy from it just kind of went away when the intermission came. Yeah, it did. All right, so let's but, look at Jesper Bratt. Seven goals, 16 assists, 23 and po- 23 points. His career high in goals is 16. Career high in assists is 25. Career high in points is 35. How important is it for him to be that player that he was in 17-18? Because when the Devils made the playoffs, this guy was a key factor. He was a key factor, but if you remember, he was really good in the beginning, and he totally flamed out in the second half of the year as a rookie, as a six-round pick rookie. Um, he needs to keep this up for the entire year. If he slows down, the Devils are going to be in a really, really bad spot. He's on pace for 75 points right now, which I, I always thought that he was capable of being a 60-point player. I thought he had the skill to do it. Um, you know, This is also a guy that, that's a restricted free agent, so he's going to have to get paid you know, some money. At, uh, at the end of this season. So, you know, he has to keep this up. One, he has to keep this up for the team because they're not getting enough scoring from other places. And two, uh, he stands to make a good amount of money if if, uh, if he keeps this up. Uh, but, yeah, no, he, he looks like he's he's on a 75-point pace, and this is also completely five-on-five. Five. There's no power play production. So he's putting up a 70-point pace with no power play production, which is insane uh, because the team just doesn't get points on the power play. So let me take a look. He actually has he has three power play points. So he has twenty uh, five on five points in twenty five games played. That's that's pretty good. You'll take that. Um, I think that his you know resurgence, especially after the first couple games where he was pretty he was really bad. The first couple games he got sat and he's been phenomenal since. Since that since he got sat, he's actually been over a point per game since he got sat. So he's been really really good. Um, you know, you want it, but it's only been the one line. That's been the problem. Whatever line he's on has been going. And I think Jack, I think Jack was, that was his best game yesterday for, for Hughes. I thought the way that he was moving the puck and, and getting passes through. I just don't think that the Devils have a player that is worth putting with someone like that. It's like, it's like putting a couple Honda Accords with a, with a Ferrari. It, it just, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> All right, let's get to Pavel Zaka. The guy has nine goals, five assists, and 14 points. Team leader in goals. How important is it for him to have a great year? He's in his sixth year. He's only 24 years old, but... We've seen it before. For where he went in the draft. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you have to throw where he went out, went in the draft out the window. Just, you know, we know the names that went after him that would have considerably improved this team. But, you know, we can't do anything about it now, especially six years later. Um, he's been he's been good. I mean, nine goals to, you know, to be tied for the team lead. I, I mean, the team as a whole is what, what is uh, that on pace for? Like maybe like a like a high 20s, low 30s, which I mean, something that like really, that, something like that. That would be that would be a good season for him. I think we'd all sign up for it. He needs to continue it though, because besides last year, we've seen him go on hot stretches and then just completely fizzle out and be invisible. Um, he hasn't been on the score sheet too often in in you know recent games. Um, he went a while without a goal, I believe. If I'm I'm looking at the stats right here, he had the goal yesterday, and then before that, he went like six or seven games without a, a point. Or a goal. Without a goal, which for him, we, he, him and Brad are probably the best shooters on this team. Which at some point you might need to reevaluate the lines. You might need to split them up because those are the two guys that actually will shoot the puck and show willingness to shoot the puck. Because um, let's see, and yeah, like last night he had seven shots on net. Then he had one shot, one shot, one shot, one shot, four, one, zero, three. It's got. He's got to be shooting the puck on net consistently every game he's always got to be shooting the puck but you're right he did go he had an assist in between there but he did go one two three four five six seven eight eight games between a goal and then he now has one two three four like he's got like three three goals in his last 12 13 14 games which you need you need you probably need him to to step up a little bit i mean this is a guy that's also playing for a contract as an RFA. The Devils eventually are going to have to start making decisions on these guys because, like, you know, if he has a decent year, do you, do you want to give Pavel Zaka, like, a like a three-year, $5 million contract? I don't think so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But we're, we're getting to that point. We are getting to that point that they're going to have to make some decisions. I mean, if Brad keeps up the year that he's playing, you probably, you know, hopefully being that he's an RFA, you can get him at a low a, a lower AAV. Um, but they're going to have to start making some decisions because the way that the team is currently just constructed, they do not score enough goals. There are guys in this team that are eventually going to have to get paid. You, you got Jack now. You have Dougie, obviously. You have Heischer. The Subban contract kind of washes out Hughes, which is which is huge. Um, but this team doesn't score enough goals. You need to bring it. You, know, you need to bring somebody that's that's even a better goal scorer than Pavel Zaka. That's something that they're missing. So you need to kind of keep an eye on the cap situation. Eventually, Blackwood's going to have to get paid more as well. You have some prospects coming up. You have Alex Holtz. Luke Hughes is going to be a thing eventually. You need to kind of forecast down the line to see, you know, who's who's a part of this team. Pavel Zaka has been a part of this team for a long time, and he's known nothing but losing except for one year. Is that yeah, that's true. Good? There's a lot of guys in this team. I think that's the biggest problem with the Devils. They have, they have a loser mentality, all of them have been a part of losing teams every single year they've been here except for one year. Losing, losing, losing. And this is not even just losing. This is top five draft pick losing. Lottery team losing. Not even sniffing the playoffs losing. That is very true. And if you look at guys like Brat, you look at guys like Nico, their rookie years was a playoff year, and ever since then... Nothing. Four years now. This is their fourth year after that. So they had three pretty pretty abysmal seasons because one of them they they were the first overall draft pick last year they started off well that just tells you how bad the devils were after the winning streak last year they started off well and then once the once their their covid pause hit they were terrible they wound up they went from being a playoff team to a picking fourth overall in the draft they actually they were the third worst team because i don't think anyone moved i think only two teams flipped and and seattle had the the second pick so they were the they were the yeah, the second pick. They were terrible in the second half. They were a bottom three team. Again, this happens too much with them. And a lot of these guys on the team are a part of that. Damon Severson has been a part of that. Pavel Zaka, Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer. These guys have been a part of a losing culture for years, and it needs to turn around. And that's why we said maybe this necessarily doesn't have to be a playoff team, but you need to see improvement. You need to see them win games. Now, in the beginning of the year, you would see them, you know, come back, and they had a couple comeback wins. You had a couple games where they were getting shelled, and then they would come back, maybe only lose by a goal or two. You, you, you're, you're starting to not see that now. 
they're kind of they're just losing. I mean, the other day against Winnipeg, they they're down three nothing. They take the lead four three, and then they lose eight to four. Like, who cares? What does that do for you? Doesn't do much. You think? God, I'll let you finish, and I'll say what I gotta say. There needs to be a winning culture instituted, and the current coaching staff. I I am done with with Recky. Recky for how much does an assistant coach do? I don't know. I don't think it's much. I mean, if you bring somebody else in here, are they going to completely change the power play? Probably not. I don't think it's going to improve that much. You you think that you have guys that that should field a decent NHL power play, but it's not happened. Um, I I think I don't think it'd be good for a young team to get rid of a, a coach like Ruff. You know, in the middle of the year, I, I think they're going to stick it out with him. Um, I do hope that the Devils have a they need a winning culture they do need a winning culture and i hope that the current head coach is able to do it i never thought that coach ruff was going to be here when the devils were consistently making the playoffs i thought he was a transitional coach which you know i, I think that's why they viewed it because they they apparently didn't want to bring they didn't bring in laviolette after he asked for a certain amount of money they decided to go with ruff so i, I think ownership kind of thought that too that this is more of a transitional period um so you know that's the same thing could be said with uh gallant we didn't I don't think I think we offered him, but he went to the Rangers, unfortunately. Well, Gallant, I think he wound up not wanting the job. That you know, he didn't want the job, and then he, you know, he he goes to the Rangers this year, obviously. But when they that that was what the rumor was is that they offered it to Lindy after Laviolette kind of priced himself out. I don't know if it was because he thought he was worth it or he said, "Well, I'm coming to New Jersey on a team that doesn't look so hot, so I'm going to need a pretty significant amount of money." Um, and then apparently Gallant just wasn't interested in the job, which, okay, whatever, that's fine. Um, but, you know, a lot, a lot of the Rangers fans were laughing when we hired Lindy Ruff because they thought he was terrible when he ran the defensive system for the Rangers. Um, so, I mean, I liked, I like Lindy. I do like Lindy. I, I, I think that he does have a presence in that locker room, at least you think so. A, a well-respected coach that, that you know, top – what is he top 10 in wins in his career yeah he's he's around there he's been there since i think late 90s maybe yeah it's it's not it's not clicking right now and i i think that the fans are starting to get a little ticked off because you kind of see some of the wishy-washy answers not a lot of accountability being taken um you know but they if the devils are close to being a playoff team if they turn it around here i do think that they probably you know, continue on with him. I think regardless, I think that you kind of need to go in a different direction with the assistant coaches with the power play and the defense. I, I think Nasruddin has been here through a lot of shit years. You know, it, it's been a lot of terrible years he's been here. Mm-hmm. So I think he contributes to that losing culture. So I'm ready to just ax that. And then Recky, the power play has been awful for two years. I think we, we can move in a different direction that way too. But rough, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's... I don't think any Devils fan should be hoping for a, a mid-year exit because I don't think it's going to happen. You think the owners are to blame? You think there's like a winning mindset with them? Because I think there was a report that we were voted the worst fan experience in the NHL. So you think because and they bought this team in, I believe it was 12-13 or 13-14, and we've had um, one playoff one playoff season. So ever since the new owners brought this team, nothing but losing. That is true, but they just gave Jack Hughes eight by eight, and they gave Dougie Hamilton seven by nine and a half. So they're they're giving out money. I mean, the, in terms of the worst fan experience, I, I, I it's very. I, I think it kind of just varies on you know. I, I think a lot. I did see that that um that report. Um, you know, it, it looked like a lot of it was based on the prices. I think that the financial center is very, very expensive, and the prices of tickets are also very expensive. Part of the reason why I did not renew season tickets is that my, you know, they expect you, like to me, my season tickets should have been lowered after the year that they had. They had a terrible year when I had the last of my season tickets when they traded Hall. Um, you know, and the only reason why they were stayed was because of the pandemic. They were definitely going to raise the prices if COVID wasn't a thing. Um, there has been absolutely no reason for this hockey team to up their prices on tickets for season tickets and box office price over the last couple of years. I think it's an embarrassment to ask for that because this team's not 
it, you know, I've only been to one game this year. I have money sitting in my account. I've only been to one game. I just, I have no interest in going, you know, I, I will make it probably over, you know, in, around the Christmas time. And then maybe I'll get to a devil's Rangers game later on. But it, you know, it's, I really haven't had the, the want to go. Yeah. And I think they, they raised mine $200. Terrible. The energy was terrible the last couple of games. It seems like it's an empty house. People aren't showing up. You had you had season tickets the year after they went to the playoffs. Um, went to the playoffs the year after they went to the finals. They pretty much sold out every game until they were out of it. Yeah, that was uh, every game. The atmosphere was great. I think we had like sixteen straight sellouts. They had sixteen straight sellouts in a in a in a uh, lockout shortened season. Um after they made the final the, the fans will show up this is a new york area sports team they're you know new york area sports fans are very intelligent and they you know they 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 voice their opinion with their wallets the devils have not been good a good team for 10 years the new jersey devil fan mind you you know we're we're fighting against a team in the flyers that have been around since the the late 60s the islanders won four cups in the 80s the rangers have been around for a million years you know, there's a lot of competition here. North Jersey is Rangers fans. South Jersey is mostly Flyers fans. You're, there's a lot of competition, and the Devils are still a relatively newer franchise at, at you know, on almost 40 years. So, you know, there there's a lot of, you know, people like us need to, you know, you know, raise the next generation of Devils fans. You know, that, you know, it, it it's just not clicking right now. And, and, you know, with 10 years of not being a great team, I mean, where, where are you getting those extra fans that aren't being brought over because their, their parents were Devils fans or their friends are Devils fans. Some not, of them become Ranger fans. Some of them are Flyer fans. Yeah. Some are Capital fans. They are just fans of, you know, the teams that aren't even necessarily in their area. They're just, they like a player. They like a player like Patrick Kane and they root for the Blackhawks. They like someone like Connor McDavid. They root for the Oilers, you know? Which is something that I think Jack Hughes has that personality and the skill level that maybe he could bring some people like uh, over like that. Um, but no, I mean the Devils. There, there's no energy in the building. It, it's it's dead. The first game usually it's the home opener and then a game against the Rangers that there's energy in the building. I mean the Flyers, the Flyers are your second biggest rival and no one even cared. It was dead no, there. it was dead. It was dead, completely dead. And I think a, a contribution to that too was that. Usually, when the Flyers play the Devils, there usually is a, a good handful of Flyers fans that show up. Well, the Sunday the Sunday night game was good. It was the the Wednesday night game that was boring, snooze fest. Yeah, and that, they revealed for the first time in franchise history an alternate jersey, and no one came. <laughs> you know, it's brutal. How do you feel about that jersey? The jersey. <laughs> it's not my favorite. It's definitely not my favorite. It's not. What I would have personally liked to see, I, I think it looked a lot better on the ice when they were playing. I think it looked good, the black and the white. Um, I think they definitely could have added some more red. I think on on the TV, and I don't know how it looks from the stands, you can't really see the red. The red, you know, the red indents uh, are on the the letters on the back, the numbers and the letters. So you they don't, you don't really pick that up on TV. And then the logo, the the jersey logo, I think has a little bit like a splash of red in it. I mean, I like I'm, in person. I like them; they look good. But I would have preferred to see the actual Jersey Devil logo on there, and not the word Jersey. What their what their their Twitter profile picture is right now? Just the white logo. That was actually kind of cool. That would have probably looked nice on the jersey. Yeah, like you, you can't get rid of that logo. No, I mean, I get what they they want to do, and we've been begging for a black alternate for years. I mean. I, whatever I'm, I'm much more concerned with you know the product on the ice and you know they could wear the most just like you know one of those european neon colored jerseys with all the advertisements on it i don't care if they're winning i don't care but they're not winning so everyone's very nitpicky right now because they're not a good team they haven't been a good team in a long time so everyone's pissed off just about everything in general so you know they're going to be nitpicky and the devils were a winning team this you would not have seen as many you know the blowback that we did see yeah that's true so i'm looking at a few free agents for next season uh we got johnny goodrow we got mark giordano we got uh you can throw in flurry you got Suban, but he's out the door 
if this devil's organization, this devil's team, this devil's franchise wants to take that next step, who do they have to bring in? They need to bring in somebody that is a consistent, proven 25-30 goal scorer. Consistent, proven. They can't be taking these flyers anymore. Um, you know, Tatar, I think, was more of a flyer because he hasn't really been consistent the last couple of years. Um, I don't even know if it's going to be done through free agency. It might have to be done through trade. They need, and it might be a trade that hurts. You might have to give up a prospect. You might have to give up a player that you don't want to give up. Maybe you have to give. To be honest with you, if the Devils are in the in the tens, I would consider trading the first round pick. They've had enough picks these in the top ten. Enough. Yeah, every year. You thought you, you, you looks like you hit on Mercer. Hopefully you hit on Holtz. Hopefully you hit on Hughes. Luka Madulin has been. It looks like he's picked it up in the KHL. You have a lot of prospects. You have a whole lot of prospects. The Devils have been a whole bunch of picking in the last couple of years. You bring in a guy like Dougie Hamilton that's still at a, at a relatively younger age. I think he's like 28. Um, you know, this is enough with the picks. You, you, these, these, we can't wait three or four years for these guys to maybe turn into something. They need to get something proven and consistent, especially for Jack Hughes. He needs a sniper on his line. Hopefully it's going to be Holtz. Hopefully it will be Holtz, but you need to, you probably need to have a, a backup plan or a contingency plan that if he's not exactly what we anticipated that, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to waste the prime of Jack Hughes' career. Who exactly to bring in? I think it's a little bit early to tell. They they definitely need to bring in somebody that scores goals consistently. They need that. They need a, a top. They need an elite level winger, which is not really. They don't really have that. Um, in, in terms of the names that you said, I have no, I have literally less than zero interest in Johnny Goudreau. I think we have enough guys that are talented and skilled that are you know five eight and get knocked around easily. That's not what we need. Yeah, we, we don't want that. It's no, very there's bad. Enough, there's enough guys in the team to get ragdolled. They need they need size. Um, ideally, someone that is a little bit, you know, probably over six foot, uh, like an over six foot winger that has the ability to score. I mean, I, I'm not too too familiar with the free agents because I've been more focused on this year, um, which we might have to start moving to trade targets and free agency if the, if the season keeps going like it is. Um, but... You know, that, that's ideally what you want. You want a heavier winger that doesn't get thrown around and can consistently score goals because right now you have Jack Hughes playing with Andreas Johnson, who I, I think he's cooked. I don't think we're going to see much production out of him going forward. I, it, does, it hasn't looked great the last couple of games. And then Sharon Govich, I think, in a COVID-shortened season, looked really good, and I think that you probably could throw that out the window too because he's looked pretty terrible. Uh, yeah, he has. I mean, he had a goal yeah. yesterday, but... He had a goal yesterday, but you also think about how many chances he had that he did not finish that probably could have tied the game or maybe even won them the game. Jack Hughes needs somebody that's going to finish. They're going to finish and put it in the back of the net. We don't have that on the team right now. Hopefully it's Holtz. Hopefully it's Holtz. We don't know, though. Yeah, and if you look at his career uh, for Sharon Govich, 20 goals, 19 assists, 39 points in 76 games. That's decent for a full NHL season. Decent. Yeah, it's decent. That's not enough to warrant top six minutes. Not even close. Yeah, that's like... That's third line. Borderline third line. I was... Yeah, he's another one. Quokin have been complete disappointments this year. I think that it shows you that anyone that performed well or poorly in the COVID shortened season, you can completely throw out because they've both been terrible. I think Quokin specifically has looked like someone that belongs in the AHL, and Sharon Govich is not much above him. Yeah, I'm, I have Quokin's stats up here now. They banked, they banked on these guys to be productive, and it's not happening. And now you're in a situation where Jack Hughes has no one to play with. To me. I think it's time to move Dawson Mercer off off center. I would like him to play with Hughes. He's been good. He is, Dawson Mercer has, has cooled off pretty considerably over the last couple games. He did have a goal the other night. Um, I think that his jam would go well with Hughes, and he has skill too. Just stack it. Just get get the best players in the team in the top six. We don't, Dawson Mercer centering... Um, Tatar and, and who was on his wing last night? Tatar and um, was it Quokinen? I or think VC? so. Yeah, maybe it was. I think maybe it was. It was either VC or Quokinen. Uh, no, 
that doesn't do it for me. Tatar has been brutal this year. Yeah, because I'm so, looking at the Kokonen stats from last year in 50 games. Eight goals, 17 assists, 25 points. And he has five points in 24 games. Embarrassing. Okay. Five points in 24 games, that probably equates to just under 20 points on the on the year. And he had how many last year? How many points did he have last year? 25 and 50. He had 25 and 50, so that's on pace for about a mid-40, like a low 40-point season. Right now he's on pace for a less than 20-point season. That's half. You're getting half the production from the end, which I would argue, eye test-wise, with throwing the numbers out, you're probably getting a quarter of the production because he's been so bad. It hasn't been good. It really hasn't been good. I think it's a, it's. I think the you know the Devils have the main problems. I think for the Devils right now, is the power play, loses them games because they lose by a goal or two and they have four or five opportunities to never score. Um, and the the bottom six production has been awful. McLeod just got gifted a goal by Hughes the other day. His first Bastion's been okay since coming back. VC's been okay, but he he hasn't done much. Quokin has been terrible. Tatar hasn't been what we expected. It hasn't been good enough all around. All around. Besides Brat, Heischer, Hughes obviously hasn't played enough. I, I think you could throw him in there. I'll even throw Zaka in there because he's been, you know, okay. Johnson's been good. Mercer's been good. Um, but, you know, it, it's just it hasn't been good enough all around. Even the top six is contributing but i don't think they're contributing quite enough the bottom six they're not getting anything out of not a single thing and then the power play has been brutal our power play is 13.24 percent and it looks like we've given up 16 power play goals against or yeah yeah so they they lose special teams every night you're not going to win many games when you lose special teams every night i really don't get it all right, so before we conclude, because I know you got a movie to get to, let's get to the 2022 Stanley Cup winner. I'm looking at the odds right now. You got Colorado at plus 600, Florida at plus 800, Toronto at plus 900, Tampa Bay Lightning plus 900, Vegas is at plus 1,000, Carolina's plus 1,400, Washington 1,500, Edmonton 1,600, and Minnesota Wild at 1,600. Those are Caesar's favorites, but what is Austin Schoening's favorite to win the Stanley Cup based on what we've seen so far? The previous episode, I had the Islanders playing the Vegas Golden Knights if they trade for Jack Eichel, which I actually, you know, this little props to me, kind of predicted that. Um, yeah, also, you kind of did. And then also um, the Avalanche if they didn't trade for Jack Eichel. So I'll stick with Vegas. Because Jack Eichel's already skating. I think he's going to be back at some point. Um, they are, you, have, you have Robin Lehner. You have a guy like you know Petrangelo. And then you're going to have Jack Eichel, Mark Stone. Like that, and and that, that's ridiculous. That is a stacked team. I think you, I think you will see them pick it up. Um, I think they'll get Jack Eichel in time to kind of pick it up before the postseason. In terms of the East, the East is, is tough. Let me just... I mean, Florida's been really, really good, and they're a really well-put-together team, but you, you've seen them not get it done before. So, you know, I'm going to stick with Vegas as my favorite right now. I think that Jack Eichel's going to be huge for them. I think that he, I, you know, he he's played on such a terrible Buffalo team for years, and he has and, you know, he missed a lot of last year, and he missed all of this year. I, I think people forgot how good he is. Um, so I will stick with Vegas being the favorite in terms of who they'll play. I don't know. Um, it looks like Florida is plus twenty-five. Toronto is plus four seventy-five. Same yeah. thing with Tampa, and then Carolina plus seven hundred. Can't pick Toronto until I actually see them do it. I think it's unwise to pick them until you actually see them do something because they never do. Um, Florida is really good. Would I be surprised? No, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, but they. I, they're another team that you kind of need to see them do it. Never could throw out Tampa Bay. Washington has been a Washington's been much better than I thought. I thought either them or Pittsburgh would tail off. Uh, it looks like if it, if there is going to be a tail off, it'll be Pittsburgh. But even they look like it's it's not going to happen just yet because Tristan Jari's been a Vesna candidate. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess uh, my favorite in the East probably is Florida right now. It's probably Florida. Yeah, I think they have the best bet. I think they're the best bet is Florida. I, I do think that Vegas is my pick, though, to win the Stanley Cup right now. But Florida, in the East, Florida would be my, my team to get into the finals. So and I'm unfortunately been really good, too, but I'm not picking them. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm looking at our odds to win the East. We're plus 5,000. And then to win the Stanley Cup. We are, let's see, plus ten thousand. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to throw money down the toilet, go ahead. But no, I wouldn't take any of those. I wouldn't even take them to make the playoffs. Let alone win the East. I wouldn't even take them to make the playoffs. I wouldn't either. But you can make a lot of money if it happened. Yeah, but it's not going to. You can make a lot of money on a lot of things. Um, it's not happening. You can make a lot of money if if. Uh, you can make a whole bunch of money if, if you want Arizona to make the playoffs. Are they going to make the playoffs at, 15, at 5, 19, and 2? No, they're done. No, they're done. And the Devils are probably just about there as well. So, that's that. Damn. What a, are you, is this, did this meet your expectations for the, the quarter mark, or are you more of a disappointed? I think it's slightly below my expectations. I think that it's been soured a lot by the last couple games. I think they started off hot. They got a little mediocre, and now they've been pretty bad. Um, I don't think it's been quite as bad as people have made it at the quarter mark. You definitely want to see better. Um, I think it's been a slight improvement over last year, which definitely is not what we were looking for. Um, uh, right now, I would say slightly, very slightly below my expectations. I didn't expect this to be a playoff team. I didn't expect them to, you know, one rough shot over the lead. Um, yeah, I think it's a little bit slightly below average. I would have liked to see a little bit more improvement. I would have definitely liked to see a little bit more goal scoring. And I absolutely would have liked to see the power play improve more than it has because, it, it, you know, it's been it's been terrible. Um, in terms of the next, I, I know we're going to do another one at the halfway point. In terms of what I want to see going into that, um, I want to see the top six click a little bit more. I want to see some scoring from the bottom six and the power play has to improve because it can't possibly be any worse. Quick prediction. Will there be anyone on this team right now that won't be on the team at the half point? Could be VZ, could be Tatar. What do you mean, like trade or sent down? Yeah, traded, sent down, maybe on waivers. I think it's possible Quokinen gets waived. I do. I think that's possible. Uh, VZ, I think, has been has been okay. Uh, I think he's fit the bottom six pretty well. Uh, McLeod and Bastion aren't going anywhere. Um, I, I don't think the Devils are going to be making a, a. I don't think the Devils are going to make a significant in-season trade. Um, I think it's possible Quokinen gets sent down. Maybe it's possible that they bring up somebody from Utica to play in the bottom six because Utica's been on fire and, you know, they're doing something right down there. But you know, it's not translating. You know, our bottom six could maybe use an infusion of some guys from down there, but I don't know. No, I think the most likely person to not be here at the at the halfway point would be Yanni Kwokinen via waivers. And I don't necessarily think we'll get picked up either. I, I think he might probably go AHL. Yeah, that's true. We shall find out. Plenty of hockey left, but... Plenty of hockey left. The Devils are not that far out of it. They can definitely change all our minds in the season. I think that Devils fans should not have the expectation that this is going to be a playoff team. I think if you keep your expectations in line, I think we could see some improvement. We could see some people happy with the way that the season progresses. Um, if you if you think they're going to be a top three in division, if you think they're going to be pushing for a playoff spot, I, I, I don't. I think you're going to be disappointed. I, I think that if you have been in check, that maybe there's a team that's a bubble team. That I think is a reasonable expectation. Anything above that. I think your your head's in the clouds. Well, I know our heads aren't in the clouds because I don't think we're going to go far. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to go far. We've been beaten down for many years now. Um, you know, me and you, given our age, missed out on the, the golden years of Devils hockey. So we've been, you know, beaten down for many years now. Whether it be heartbreaking playoff losses when we were younger or the last 10 years when we were adults, uh, just not – ever performing well that's why i still live in 2012 <laughs> yeah well that's well that's one way to cope my way to cope is just to uh just to 
try not to care as much. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Orson. It's been a pleasure. Hopefully this team wakes up and hopefully they play winning hockey. Yeah, hopefully we'll see a team that, that is a bubble team for the playoffs at the, the halfway point. Hopefully we see some guys step up. Thanks for having me on. All right, anytime, Orson. Speak to you soon. Okay, see you. Bye-bye. That was Orson Shoning. We just discussed the New Jersey Devils quarter mark. We are currently 10-10-5 after 25 games. Lots of hockey remaining, but still, this Devils team needs to step up if they want to go anywhere this season. We play the New York Islanders tonight at 7.35 p.m. at the new UBS Arena. The Islanders are currently 0-5-2 on home ice, so will we give the Islanders their first win? Their first win. But as always, the Doug Sharavo Show is brought to you by Stutz Betting. Bet like Michael Lepore. And as always, for the remainder of Season 5, we will finish this episode with the tribute to Michael Lepore. I just got to read this first. Thank you for supporting the Doug Sharava Show, Sharava Broadcasting, and all those involved with Sharava Broadcasting. We appreciate you guys. So what is this, Mikey? You see it? Put that by the camera. Can everybody see it? Wait, move it back. On number 38, Lepore. That's yeah, you. I was in the locker room with that in the room with three Hall of Fames. <laughs> no, that's customized. That's all. Yeah, I know. And listen. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give people... No, that's for the pen. Oh, yeah, that's for the pen. No, I got to be more for the... The Razor... Uh, the 16 to 1. 16 to 1, that's not bad. Mike, what do you think about your charges this past season? Uh, they stay. I'm sorry. Sorry, thank you, Mike. This is great. Now you're gonna make us some food. No. Yeah, there's stuff in your fridge. Should have brought the pie. <laughs> Next time I'll go, I'll get it. <laughs> but yeah, this is a great show. But yeah, you do have some leftovers in your fridge. I think we're it's time for dinner for you and I. Some in the fridge. Should we get the camera? Should we get the camera? <laughs> All right, Mike. Any final thoughts for the audience? Myself. It's been a very entertaining. Hopefully, my picks come through and people can make a little money. Stuff like that. Have a one. Enjoy your football season. And go go bolt up, everybody. There he is, everyone. That was Michael Lepore, otherwise known as the Bolt. No more stuts. The Bolt. That's his name. What a what a show, Mike. Thank you for coming on. Don't listen to these these picks. You lose all your money. Trust me. Jaguars. If they win the division, I'll stop watching football. I just want to try on this jersey you got me. You know, what can I say? I'm a giant fan, but Bolt up? Huh? Bolt up? Hold up. <laughs> Man of many nicknames. We got... <laughs> You don't want to be called Stutz. What about produce? <laughs> I know produce. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. <laughs> I love I love you, Mikey. He's officially a Charger fan. No. No. I mean, he's a Charger 
is when I get Lifetime Pizza in his pizzeria. He charges one. So I love his pie. Thank you. It's been a pleasant talking to everyone.